Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose, and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes.
broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert Monday through Thursday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific and 10.30 p.m. Pacific on Fridays on Ground Zero Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, rdgable at yahoo.com or tstradio at protonmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and on Facebook, tst underscore underscore radio and facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. You can also plug the show name into any application that you use to listen to radio shows or podcasts, and you'll be able to find the show for free. You do have to listen to annoying advertisements, so if you'd like to get rid of those, however, you can go to our website and you can subscribe to the ad-free archive with montages, my digital books, and a private RSS feed, www.thesecretteachings.info. If you missed last night's show, one of the better shows I think we've done so far in 2023, Pop Stars Gathered in Their Masses, one thing I thought a lot about after the show was once again the usage of words and how words can be so magical and so powerful, not just in music, not just in summoning or invoking the muses, but just silly things like the names of a TV show or the name of a movie or even the name of a song, perhaps, or the name of a radio show, whatever. We talked about the pop star Kesha last night and how Kesha has this TV show called Conjuring Kesha. Now, there could be no other meaning to it, or there could be much deeper meaning to it. When you look up the word Kesha, her name, Kesha is an African word that means favorite. In other words, conjuring Kesha could be translated as conjuring favorite. And why would you conjure just this favorite? Favorite what? Well, because when you make a deal with the devil or you make a deal maybe with God or angels or spirits or perhaps the muses, etc., for inspiration, for wealth, etc., whatever it is, you're conjuring something that hopefully can provide you with something that you desire, your favorite thing, whatever that is. Maybe that's money. Maybe that's sex. Maybe that's power. Maybe that's influence. Maybe that's talent. Maybe that's skill knowledge, whatever the case is. So you see that there can be another interpretation, especially when we see the entirety of the music industry in particular obsessed with witchcraft, obsessed with Santeria, obsessed with animal sacrifices. We've had this video we played of, a, of uh, this rapper who's cleaning out her closet filled with blood and feathers of a chicken. She said she's just killed chickens in her closet. She's practicing dark witchcraft. And they're not joking about it. So we discussed that on the show last night. And although tonight's show has nothing to do with that, it's just the the idea of a word or a series of words or even a color. Because, you know, if you look at a word, a word is just comprised of letters and letters are symbols, right? Same thing with colors or animals or insects. Anything can be a symbol to represent something else or to imply something else or to speak to your subconscious, etc. That's why in sympathetic magic, like real psychological magic, you do things that are, and you use things that are in alignment with the idea that you're working with, with the concept that you're working with. So if you're going to do something 
that involves, let's say you, you want to do something that involves, um, you want to accomplish something, uh, you want to be victorious over something, you might try to summon the assistance of Jupiter, or perhaps you might summon the assistance of, of, of the sun. And whatever the case is, you're, maybe you're searching for love, you summon Venus. Whatever the case is, you're going to use the colors and the symbols that are associated with those characters, with those mythological beings, those deities, with those archetypes, with those reservoirs of energy that ultimately are part of your higher self or the subconscious and the unconscious, the triune nature of the mind. You put all this together and you have a basis for a lot of things. You have a basis for magic and psychology. You have a basis for all the stories that we tell, uh, all of the the pop culture, uh, the things in pop culture that become relevant, that become really important, that stand out. It's all because of psychology. It's all because of magic, whether that's movie magic or it's marketing magic. It all comes down to to the way that we interpret things, and it comes down to the colors and the symbols and, and how we interact with these things. That's why fast food restaurants use red and yellow. Virtually every fast food restaurant uses red and yellow because red and yellow have been shown to, and when they're together especially, to induce a state of hunger. So you get more hungry when you see the red and the yellow. Not every fast food restaurant, but most do. They use the red and the yellow for that reason. So this is what I was thinking about when I put tonight's show together. And tonight's show was based on a single article I read. It was actually a press release from the Mars Corporation. Now, you know the Mars Corporation. This is the company that, and far be it from me to cry conspiracy or cry something that's that sounds outlandish. But we did a show on the Mars Corporation with my good friend and co-host Mike D about a year and a half ago. And when the show wrapped up, we were talking about the Mars Corporation being this, just another one of these multinational corporations that doesn't actually care about the environment or care about people, care about health, etc. And yet they try to position themselves and wrap themselves in all of these environmental things and inclusivity and things like this. So we did that show. And right after the show, I get a text message. I have no idea who this text message is from. The show wasn't even live. It was pre-recorded. And it says, this is so-and-so from the Mars Corporation. We'd like to offer you XYZ amount of money to advertise with our company. Now, it's probably just an algorithm. And they heard what we were saying. The algorithm did. And it sent me some kind of advertising offer type thing. It's very strange, though. So after that, you know, it kind of got at me and I decided I'm going to do another show. I'm going to trash the Mars Corporation <laughs> and see what happens. Now we're back to the Mars Corporation again. And it's because I read a press release from the Mars Corporation about a new M&M, a new M&M color. The new M&M color is purple. And this new purple M&M, this is a press release from the Mars Corporation, it says, for the first time in a decade, Eminem's proudly part of Mars is expanding its iconic crew, all these Eminems, with the introduction of a new character and spokes candy, Meet Purple. So here's the purple Eminem. And the purple Eminem, 
represents, according to the press release, acceptance and inclusivity. The Mars Corporation says our newest member is known for her earnest self-expression. Now, the thing that irritates me about this is, I understand it's marketing, I understand it's advertising, I understand they're just trying to appeal to people with, uh, with a joke, with an identity, with emotions, and maybe you'll go buy some M&M candies. But, you know, people love M&Ms regardless. That was one of my favorite candies, if I'm being honest with you. I loved M&Ms. I especially liked the green and red uh, Christmas M&Ms when I was a kid. I didn't need an advertisement to tell me to get the M&Ms. I, I knew I liked M&Ms. I went out and bought the M&Ms. But they dump so much money, these companies do, into advertising, so much money into convincing you that they care about the environment or they care about brown people or they care about uh, other countries or they care about immigrants or they care about this or they care about that. It's like maybe you could just invest that money in making a product that isn't toxic, that isn't poisonous, that maybe is less detrimental to somebody's health. That's kind of a separate point. But instead, they invest all their money in these characters because they're trying to cultivate a particular kind of image. And it's strange to me that the M&Ms or that the Mars Corporation is so obsessed with the identity of these candies because ultimately they're not real. That's really overstating the obvious. They're not real. They're cartoon characters. M&Ms are pieces of candy. They don't get up and walk and talk. They don't wear go-go boots. They don't wear sneakers. They don't have anxiety. They, they're, 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 they're candies. Okay, they're candies. That is really overstating the obvious, but perhaps that needs to be said. So the Mars Corporation says that the purple M&M, this is according to their press release, is designed to represent acceptance and inclusivity. They say that this new M&M has keen self-awareness, authenticity, and confidence, and those are the driving forces behind Purple's charm and quirky nature. So the whole idea here is, if you haven't realized it by now, the Purple M&M is a symbol of inclusivity. So before we can even try to understand what the Mars Corporation is doing, we'd have to break down and define what the word inclusive means. The word inclusive means, this is the definition, including or covering all the services, facilities, or items normally expected or required. So what does that, what does that exactly mean? It just means in, not excluding somebody. Has anybody ever been excluded from purchasing M&Ms? Have you ever tried to go buy an M&M or a pack of M&Ms and the cashier said, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry, ma'am. You can't buy that. What do you mean I can't buy it? I have the money right here. Is your machine down? Why can't I buy these M&Ms? And they say, no, you're trans. We don't sell M&Ms to trans people. Get out of here. We don't sell M&Ms to brown people. Get out of here. Does that ever happen to anybody? No, they've always just sold candy because that's what they do. They're a candy company and they want to sell the candy to as many people as possible to make a profit. Should be as simple as that to understand. So the fact that they have to create, and what this is, is they're anthropomorphizing candy. And they're giving candy an identity, and they have all these different candies, right? You got the yellow M&M, who's kind of stupid, right? You go to the movie theater, 
and you watch the commercial and the guy slides the envelope. He's like, this is your mission. He says, no, this is an envelope. So you get the stupid m M&M, and I'm guessing that's supposed to represent men. And then you have the, well, you have the new orange m M&M. the the orange m M&M, we'll get to that in a second, has anxiety, probably from eating M&Ms, because M&Ms covered in these food dyes, food dyes are known to cause hyperactivity, anxiety, and, and other things like this. So he probably he's probably actually a cannibal because he's eating the M&Ms, and that's what gives him anxiety. The green M&M, who used to be sexy with the go-go boots, they took her go-go boots off because... Women can't wear go-go boots. They have to wear sneakers. You have to do as a woman what the Mars Corporation demands you to do because they get to discern, determine what reality is and the green M&M can't be sexy anymore. Uh, and then you have this laid back blue M&M, you know, and then you got the really angry brown M&M. That kind of sounds racist to me. I don't know if he's what his race is. And then they got the purple M&M. The purple m and the cool one of the group now because she is or he is or it is inclusive. It is a, an M&M that has a peanut inside, but it identifies as a Skittle. It's amazing. I'm joking about that part, but it's a purple M&M. It represents inclusivity, etc. But the strange thing to me here about this purple M&M is if it represents authenticity, are these people at Mars implying that the yellow, green, brown, blue, and even the orange M&M are not authentic? And what they represent culturally are not authentic. In other words, while the Mars Corporation tries to pander to less than 1% of the population, or I guess if we include homosexual people, then we're talking about about 4 or 5% of the population. As they try to pander to less than 5% of the population, while ignoring the other 95% of the population, they're implying that the 5% of the population, who might also disagree with this whole inclusivity thing, they're implying that that 5% is authentic and the other 95% are not authentic. You might think I'm looking too hard into this purple M&M. Perhaps I am. However, I don't think I am. I think that what the Mars Corporation is doing is they're telling you, if you don't agree with our ideology, if you don't agree with what we're wrapping ourselves in to sell more candy, if you don't agree with our politics, if you don't agree that the purple M&M is the most amazing candy ever developed because it's inclusive, then you're not an authentic person. Very, very demeaning and degrading. Very disgusting. Just a very, very obscene attitude from the Mars Corporation. But they mask that attitude in chocolate-covered candies, or candy-coated chocolate, I should say, uh, candies that are colored with food dyes, and then they tell you that these candies have personalities, and if you don't buy them because they're inclusive, then you hate gay people or something. That's what they're implying. And I'm not searching for something that's not here. I'm reading the press release where they say purple is authentic. That implies that none of the other M&Ms are authentic. That implies that all the other M&Ms that represent, whether that's women or kind of people that are just funny and kind of slow, or people that are laid back, or people that are angry. All those people, every one of you, no matter what your ethnicity or race or sexuality or gender or whatever, you're not authentic unless you bow to the purple M&M. And that's why I started tonight's show off by talking about symbols. Because the purple M&M and the color purple 
has that meaning embedded in its history. Let me explain what I mean by that. Maybe you wonder why the purple M&M is the purple M&M. Why did they choose the color purple? Why didn't they try to do a rainbow M&M? Why didn't they choose another color? Perhaps it's because the color purple, although highly associated with LGBTQ and with trans ideology, the purple M&M has a deeper meaning. The purple does. Purple has always been a symbol of royalty, of wealth, and of anything glorious. In other words, the color purple implies that the purple M&M is royalty. The purple M&M and what it represents is glorious. It is splendid. Now take that idea, because that's what the color purple represents. Glory, wealth, royalty, authority, and power. And then take a look at what the Morris Corporation said about the purple M&M. They said it represents authenticity and inclusivity. What we have here is the Morris Corporation telling you that if you don't agree or if you think it's silly or if you have questions or comments, if you don't immediately run out and buy a pack of purple M&Ms, you don't believe in inclusivity and you're not an authentic person. You should bow to the royalty and to the glorious, splendid nature of the purple M&M. Not the M&M itself, but what the M&M represents. And it is a political, Marxist, anti-human ideology. They want you to bow to the authenticity of the only thing that matters. The only thing that you should think and care about. You should bow to that symbol, which is the purple M&M. Now, the Mars Corporation goes on to say, Mars is thrilled to debut the newest member of the M&M's cast of characters to the world. There is so much about our new spokes, Candy, that people can relate to and appreciate, including her willingness to embrace her true self. Our new character reminds us to celebrate what makes us unique. That's according to Jane Huang, Global Vice President at Mars Wrigley. She also says... Our purpose story is just getting started, and the introduction of our newest M&M's spokes candy is the next chapter as the brand continues to delight fans with fun in a way only M&M's can. Now, I thought M&M's always delighted the people that consumed them. M&M's was my favorite candy when I was a kid. Nobody ever needed to identify with me. Nobody ever needed to tell me that you should buy these candies because these candies, I don't know what I like to do as a kid. They like to play video games. Look, we have a candy that likes to play video games. You should buy this candy. It's pandering and it's disgusting and it's grotesque. So there are many angles and many layers and many levels to this. And then we get to the M&M itself and the, what actually comprises the M&M. M&Ms still contain artificial flavors. And those artificial flavors can be comprised of substances, synthetic substances, that according to the Food and Drug Administration are actually banned. But because the Morris Corporation calls them artificial flavors and they don't refer to them as, if I pull up the FDA paper here, for example, methyl ether or pyridine or ethyl 
acrylate, etc. There's a whole bunch of these different, there's six official, there's a seventh as well, synthetic flavoring substances that have been banned. But Mars can continue to use those substances so long as they call them artificial flavors. It's just like putting MSG in a product under natural flavor or autolyzed yeast extract, etc. Even if it might be, you know, might be questionable whether or not that product can contain that particular ingredient. So M&Ms still contain artificial flavors, which could be banned synthetic substances. And they contain a, well, a plethora of colors that are known as food dyes that are known to cause anxiety and depression and, well, basically what a child does when you think they've eaten too much sugar, hyperactivity, skin rashes, etc. And the reason we come to this we come to this part of the part of the discussion with um, well with concern. I come to this part of the discussion with concern is because the Mars Corporation, along with all these other major corporations that sell food, they target certain groups of people for their products. According to the Rudd report, we'll talk about this a little bit later. The Rudd report came out just a few months ago, back in November. Uh, from the Council on Black Health, the Rudd Center, Salud America, and I can give you, I think there's a, there was a university perhaps involved as well, if I'm remembering this correctly. But the Rudd report showed that food and beverage companies disproportionately at- targeted, and I would say attacked, black and Hispanic consumers. This is from the Council on Black Health. The Rudd report showed that these multinational corporations specifically, strategically, and surgically targeted black and Hispanic consumers with these kinds of products, with the artificial flavors, the synthetic dyes, etc. And they pumped hundreds of millions of dollars into those communities. So it's actually an inversion of reality to claim that toxic candies can create inclusivity when you're pumping those toxins into the mouths of young minorities. And I want you to think about that as we go to break. We'll come back and we'll get into more details about both the purple and the orange M&M as well. The orange M&M came out last year, the new identity for it, that is. The new orange M&M came out and he's got anxiety because that is a it's an inclusive thing. I guess people with anxiety never were able to buy M&Ms before. It was a very discriminatory world we lived in. The Mars Corporation, however, has since fixed it. But, you know, can an M&M identify as a Skittle? Can a Skittle be an M&M? Can a peanut M&M identify as a non-peanut M&M? Can they get a peanut removed from them if they desire to change uh, identities? I, I don't know. Just some things to think about. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There is a lot more after this. You don't want to miss tonight's broadcast. rdgable at yahoo.com, tstradio at protonmail.com. More of The Secret Teachings coming up after break.
broadcasting from somewhere between the normal and abnormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare in which fear, loneliness, and the unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. It's 2023, the year of the rabbit, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on GroundZero.radio. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Hey there, it's Ryan Gable. You know you can always listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio. I don't need it. And for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player. I don't need it. But you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad-free archive with montages, digital books, and a private RSS feed. I definitely don't need it. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. I need support economically and energetically will keep us on air into the future. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana? Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir. Or if that's not enough, check out Good Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings, but most importantly, it supports you. Broadcasting from somewhere between heaven, hell, and purgatory. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Release the Kraken! Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows with your host, Ryan Gable. So once again, we find ourselves on the secret teachings discussing the Mars Corporation, the Mars Corporation that makes pet food, candy, you name it. They've wrapped themselves in robes of concern for the climate and for brown people, gay people, etc. But does the Mars Corporation actually care about the environment or ethnic groups or minorities or where people like to stick their genitals like does the mars corporation actually care about those kinds of things and if they do i think these people are a little bit messed up in the head but you know the mars corporation they wrapped up a very busy 2022 last year with the release of the purple m&m a candy anthropomorphized to in their own words represent acceptance and inclusivity. According to Mars, the candy represents keen self-awareness, authenticity, and confidence. These are what they say are the driving forces behind Purple's charm and quirky 
nature. Now, it goes without saying that these are freaking candies. They're not real. They're cartoons. And none of us, I don't think, ever had to be convinced to buy M&M's. We bought M&M's because M&M's tasted good and we liked the M&M's. I really liked the green and red Christmas M&M's. I thought they tasted better. I loved, I'd eat like a whole bag of those uh, on, you know, the Christmas weekend when I was a kid. Nobody ever had to tell me you should go buy M&M's because the characters, the cartoons, the anthropomorphized candies look like you or act like you. They'll never act or look like you, though, because they're candy. They're, they're freaking pieces of candy that have been turned into cartoons. That, that should be, that should be um, really obvious. But nobody ever had to tell me to buy M&M's. I liked M&M's. And if I liked M&M's, I went and bought M&M's. If I wanted M&M's, I went and purchased them and ate them. Pretty simple. M&M has this purple candy now. And this purple candy, well, they're in charge of the M&M group now. Because they are inclusivity and authentic. This implies that the rest of the M&M's, the laid-back M&M, kind of angry M&M, the very slow M&M, the sexy woman M&M, even the anxiety M&M, none of these M&M's were authentic. None of the groups or identities that these M&M's represented were authentic. This is a very offensive thing to me that the Mars Corporation is doing. They're telling me that I'm not authentic because I'm not part of the purple M&M cult. And I'm not saying that to be ironic. This is what Mars and other corporations, this is what politicians, this is what banks do. They tell you, just like Wells Fargo, when Wells Fargo was ripping off customers when they were taking out loans or accounts or insurance policies in the names of people who were banking there without their permission, forging signatures and God knows what else. And they got caught doing it and they fired thousands of tellers and the teller said we were just following orders from the people that ran the bank. And so eventually they rehired those tellers And the people that ran the bank said, we're sorry that we stole your money, ruined your credit, ripped you off, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take out hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of advertisements in the New York Times, the USA Today, full page ads. I still have a copy of one where they said, now, because you caught us. We're going to put you first. They didn't say because you caught us, but they said our new priorities. Customers are number one. And I always, always look around. I always try to think about are other people reading this or other people seeing this? This bank just told you that they never cared about you. They were never concerned with you, your money, your assets, your resources. All they were concerned about was profit. And of course, For Wells Fargo, laundering hundreds of billions of dollars for Mexican drug cartels, but that's a separate issue. They never cared about you. But then when they get caught doing something so outrageous that they can't deny it, they can't spin it, they spend more money that they stole from you to tell you that you're now number one 
and you're going to be treated as their number one concern from now on. Wells Fargo actually did that. I have the original newspaper apology from them, the actual physical newspaper, not just an article I printed. And it's the same kind of a thing with the Mars Corporation. By suggesting that the purple M&M is authentic, you're suggesting that the other M&Ms are not authentic. You're suggesting that the orange M&M that came out in earlier 2022, not the orange M&M for the first time, but the new and improved orange M&M, it has mental disorders, literally, and anxiety, crippling anxiety. You're saying that the people with crippling anxiety, the people with mental disorders are not authentic. That's what the Mars Corporation is saying. They're saying if you want to lay back and chill out and hang out like the blue M&M, you're not an authentic person, and so on and so forth. They're actually saying as a green M&M, as a woman, you're not authentic because you don't fit into the group. You're not in the purple cult. Suggesting that if you don't believe in the LGBTQ ideology, which is what they're promoting, what they've wrapped themselves in, then you're not authentic, you don't believe in inclusivity, etc. Now, real inclusivity would be having all these M&Ms anthropomorphized as characters just doing what cartoon characters do. Silly things, make you laugh, etc. But they've walked away from that. And they're going to focus on a singular candy that's going to control the rest of the candies in this cartoon M&M universe because this candy is actually authentic and the rest of them are not. In other words, what they're telling you is because what the purple candy represents, about 5% of the population anywhere in the world, that the other 95% of the population are not authentic. And furthermore, if you're in that 5%, like, for example, the, what is it, the group called Gays Against Groomers, those people would not be considered authentic because they're not following the lead of purple. So it's a cult is what it is. So then you have the redesignation of these other M&Ms before the purple M&M came out. It's not just the orange M&M, which they gave crippling anxiety, probably because he's a cannibal eating the other M&Ms, and, well, he's eating those food dyes, and that's what's giving him the crippling anxiety. But they also redesigned the green M&M. The green M&M used to have the glasses and have the sexy boots and try to tempt you and persuade you into getting the M&Ms. Like, that's, that, that's, that's marketing. That's, that could be funny. That could be, you know, you know kind, of, kind of like it can draw you in. But no, they said, no, the green M&M can't be sexy anymore. You hear that? That's what they're telling women. You can't be sexy. You can't be empowered. You need to put your sneakers on and you need to get to work in the factory, slave. That's what they're telling women. But they're wrapping it in this candy-coated, sugar-coated, food-dyed shell. That's what they're really saying. That's what all these companies are saying. Well, we, it's, it's authenticity now. Well, they weren't, you weren't authentic before. We're going to put you first. You weren't putting me first before. Women can't wear boots. They have to wear sneakers and go to work. Kind of sounds like you don't like women. Kind of sounds like you want to glorify mental illness. It kind of sounds like you think everybody who doesn't agree with you is inferior. That's what it sounds like. 
And the irony in all of this is that the food colorings that comprise these coated chocolates absolutely can disrupt your mental health and ultimately make you less self-aware as you succumb to chemical reactions and especially as a child, hyperactivity. It's kind of an irony with the anxiety M&M known as Orange, which came out in early 2022. So when you look at these candies, they're obviously just cartoons. But when you anthropomorphize them, you can market that and it's, it can be kind of funny. You know, this is your mission. No, this is an envelope. And you have all these M&M commercials during when you go to the movie. Some of those are, can be kind of funny. That's marketing. Get you to laugh, get you to drop your defenses, and then go buy some M&Ms. But what they're doing now is the opposite of that. They're actively engaged in demeaning and degrading their customers. They're actively engaged in demeaning and degrading certain groups of people who, even if they might identify as LGBTQ, if they don't agree with the purple M&M, then they're still out. And that's the really, really bizarre thing about it. That's the real big irony of it. Even if you're, you could fall into that group, but you're like, I don't like my sexuality becoming the, the centerpiece of a line of candy. That seems very, very weird. We, I mean, we never knew whether these other M&Ms were gay or straight. It doesn't matter. They're candy. Now we have to listen to how the M&M, we have to listen to Purple, because Purple's going to tell us what we have to do. I mean, if, if there is a patriarchy, that patriarchy is operating with the assistance of drones. And those drones come in a variety of colors and a variety of genders and sexes. Whatever the patriarchy is, it's using trans people and women to enforce its authority and telling everybody, men, women, people with good mental health, people with bad mental health, angry people, dumb people, people that just want to relax, these are all the M&Ms, that you don't matter, you're not authentic, you're not inclusive, you're this, that, and the other thing. So you need to eat the purple M&M. Of course, more to the point, I'll say it again and again, they're candies. The entire marketing campaign is a cheap stunt to turn characters into the flavor or color of the week to attract customers. But just like with all of these other companies that do this, it usually puts people off. Yeah, you might get a few people that are like, well, I don't really like M&Ms, but since they, they like gay people now, I'm going to buy some M&Ms. You're also equally going to get a lot of people that might not buy M&Ms now because of that. Now, you have to imagine, I don't know the numbers, I don't work at Mars, but you have to imagine like the Mars Corporation, with all the products they have, all the money they make, they're one of the largest food manufacturers, and I say that loosely, food manufacturers, like Dr. Evil, food manufacturers with big quotation marks, it's not really food, but food manufacturers in the world. So you have to imagine this company makes, I don't know what their bottom line is, I don't know what their... their um, their gross or their net is, but it's a lot of money. They make a lot of money, billions of dollars. Imagine a company like that, which appeals otherwise to anybody anywhere in the world, 
why they would try to specifically reduce their market to target a very small group of people who, no matter what your identity is, you're probably, or you have at least once or twice in your life, you probably have eaten and you probably like M&Ms. It's one of the most popular candies in the world. Why would you need to appeal to a very small and ultra minority globally? I mean, out of the eight plus or nine plus or whatever the, the, the number of people are on planet Earth, it's like eight plus billion people. Do the math on this. Less than 5% of them are in any way, shape or form identifiable as being what this purple M&M represents. Now, if it was just the purple M&M and there was nothing else done to these M&Ms, I don't think I would, I would be thinking about this as hard as I am. But now they've got three M&Ms. One is a woman who was trying to be sexy, and now they're telling her she can't be sexy. you got to wear tennis shoes and just work and sell the candy, slave. And they got another M&M who they, I guess they must have raped him or abused him and tortured him, and now he's got trauma, and now he's got anxiety. The irony of that is if you eat that candy, you're probably going to get anxiety and you're going to be stressed and you're going to have problems because that's what food colorings do to you, and that's a scientific fact. And then you have the purple M&M in the middle with the fingers up controlling the whole situation. You do this, you do that. Slave, slave, drone, worker bee. That's what I see. And meanwhile, M&Ms still contain artificial flavors, which could still contain banned synthetic substances because they don't put the particular ingredient on the label. It's just artificial color or artificial flavor. I don't think there's artificial colors in M&Ms. It's all artificial flavor because blue is natural, but they're not deriving it from a blueberry. They're deriving it from chemicals. So artificial flavors, artificial uh, flavors, artificial colors, natural flavors, natural colors. You can have a natural flavor and a natural color that are derived from unnatural sources. But if blue is a real color and, you know, a blueberry is a real uh, a, a real flavor, then you can have something that's dyed blue with synthetics and then flavored blueberry with synthetics, but it doesn't actually have anything to do with the natural world and it has nothing to do with real blueberries. This is very, very basic knowledge when it comes to how food manufacturers process and manufacture food or in the case of candy, how they process and manufacture candy because candy is, is not a food. So artificial flavors. Many artificial flavors have been banned or substances that go into making them. So companies like Mars, and I don't know if Mars is doing this, to be fair to the Mars Corporation, but if the Mars Corporation is using certain banned ingredients, they can put them under the label of artificial flavor, even though they're banned because they're toxic. And along with a rainbow of other colors, all the different colors of the M&Ms, all these colors, especially when you eat them together and you eat a lot of them, which is usually what happens when you eat M&Ms, well, these colors are well known to cause everything from skin rashes to hyperactivity to anxiety, depression, you name it. That's what the food colorings do. So again, I think the orange M&M is actually a cannibal. He must be eating the other M&Ms because that's why he suddenly came down with a severe case of anxiety. Now, considering that the Mars Corporation wraps themselves in 
the environment and gay people and brown people, it's really strange that, and we don't know how much the Mars Corporation has paid for this, but they're one of the biggest companies in the world, so it has to be a lot of money. The Mars Corporation, with all these other corporations, they have a very similar pattern that they, that they follow and repeat. And that is they take their money that they make from selling their products and they reinvest it into advertising, just like you know Coca-Cola or any other company. Nothing wrong with that. Now, when companies invest their money in advertising, they look to target certain groups because they want to see where they can best use their money, right? You're not, you're not going to be putting M&M advertisements, you know, on, on uh, I don't know, in communities that are, I don't know, Seventh-day Advents. They don't eat that kind of stuff. So you, you're wasting your money. You want to put this in places where people eat this kind of stuff and especially in places where people are, well, they lack the knowledge to understand what food is, never been taught, etc. You want to target those groups. So it's particularly concerning that a lot of these companies target disproportionately black and Hispanic communities. This is not a debatable thing. This is not a joke. This is not something I'm making up. This is from the Council on Black Health the University of Connecticut Rudd, R-U-D-D, Center, and Salud America, S-A-L-U-D, America. Here's what the report says, the Rudd report. Targeted food and beverage advertising to black and Hispanic consumers. This is as of 2022. This just came out recently back in November of last year. U.S. food companies disproportionately target black and Hispanic consumers with marketing for high-calorie, low-nutrient products including candy, sugary drinks, snacks, and fast foods. The more than $1 billion spent on this targeted marketing exacerbates inequities in poor diet and diet-related diseases in communities of color including heart disease, obesity, and diabetes. Things that are not caused by viruses, things that perhaps could be, but are not exclusively caused by vaccines. It's diet. So the University of Connecticut Red Center and the Council on Black Health, reimagining black health, are telling you that black people and Hispanic people are being disproportionately targeted by candy companies, sugary drink companies, snack companies, and fast food companies. Now, a lot of this in fact, almost all of it is through television advertising. Let me give you an example. Targeted advertising by company. It's just a little tiny sample. Red Bull, Red Bull, the one that gives you wings and then they were sued for that because it was bad advertising. Red Bull has increased to these communities their advertising budget by 800 and 35%. Kellogg by 63%. This is the total TV advertising spending with advertisements on television targeting black and Hispanic consumers. And this is in sharp contrast to overall declines for food and beverage advertising in total. That's what's strange. Advertising in general, has actually declined. 
but the money that is being advert that is being used to advertise these products is being dumped into more specific communities, particularly black and Hispanic communities. According to the Rudd report, targeted advertising by company, the amount of ethnically targeted advertising varied widely by company. Hershey, Keurig Dr. Pepper, and the Mars Corporation were the companies with the most targeted advertising based on the data from this report as of 2017. As of 2021, they reduced some of their advertising to those particular communities. Other companies increased their advertising to those communities. Now, no matter how much they've increased or decreased their advertising to black and Hispanic consumers, they are still disproportionately advertising to black and Hispanic consumers. The article goes on to say, targeted TV ads continue to primarily promote unhealthy food and beverage categories to these groups. Candy, gum, mints, sugary drinks, savory snacks, cereal, sweet snacks, etc. represented three quarters of Spanish language and black targeted TV ad spending in 2021, up from approximately one half of each in 2017. So some companies reduce their advertising in general, but then they put that additional money that they save or they redirect the money they would otherwise spend and they put it into black and Hispanic communities. From 2017 to 2021, candy, gum, sugary drinks, cereal, sweet snacks represented three quarters, the advertising for those things, three quarters of Spanish language and black targeted TV ad spending. That is all at 75% of the spending as of 2021 went to black and Hispanic communities. Now think about what that implies. So considering that black and Hispanic communities are directly targeted by U.S. food companies, Mars, Hershey, Red Bull, you name it, Kellogg, etc. It's actually an inversion of reality to claim that toxic candies can create inclusivity when you are pumping those toxins into the mouths of young minorities. This is what the Mars Corporation and so many others are actually doing. They are wrapping themselves in brown skin, wrapping themselves in BLM, rainbow flags, purple M&Ms, ooh, it's trans, ooh, it's gay, ooh, it's lesbian, ooh, it's queer, ooh, it identifies as an animal, it identifies as whatever it wants, it's fluid, it's a two-spirit M&M. And this particular M&M, they say, is inclusive, it's accepting, it's also authentic, implying all the other M&Ms are not, and therefore the anthropomorphized versions of these M&Ms, which represent actual characteristics, emotions, and and uh, personalities, all those people that the M&Ms maybe are identifiable with, whether that's anxiety or being laid back or kind of being slow and whatever, they don't really matter. They're not authentic. You're not authentic, but the purple M&M and the cult that follows it conceptually are authentic. And while they're telling you this, wrapped in the climate, wrapped in black skin, wrapped in women's rights, etc., 
they're disproportionately targeting black and Hispanic communities with these toxic food dyes and these poisonous candies. Now, that doesn't mean if you eat one candy, you're going to die. I'm saying that the food dyes, especially if you eat them uh, uh, excessively and consistently, these cause a lot of the problems that we otherwise might blame on, I don't know, a virus, bacteria, or even a vaccine, especially for children. Hyperactivity, it's well-known hyperactivity can be caused not by sugar, but by food colorings. So again, it's an inversion of reality for the Mars Corporation to be like, look, we care about brown people. Is that why you target those communities disproportionately? Not just the Mars Corporation, but all these big companies. Is that why you target them disproportionately? Because you care about them to sell them poison while claiming that you care? I'd say that's pretty evil, wouldn't you? I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this. Gable at yahoo.com, thesecretteachings.info. Please subscribe. Please buy a copy of one of my books. Support what we do. Keep us on air. Ground Zero Radio, five nights a week. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. From the occult and theology to history and the paranormal, the Secret Teachings Radio Show brings you that and more Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. If you're looking to learn more in 2023, then look no further than books from The Secret Teachings. The Technological Elixir explores UFOs, artificial intelligence, and demonic contracts in the entertainment industry. Liberty Shrugged is an illuminating and nonpartisan look into American history, focusing on natural law, slavery, and the war for independence. Food philosophy is not a diet book, but it does help alleviate confusion over food industry propaganda with specific focus on bizarre ingredients that are put into your foods. And Occult Arcana is a compendium of esoteric wisdom, from theology and sympathetic magic to witchcraft, voodoo, and the origins of holidays. Get physical and digital copies of these books only at www.thesecretteachings.info. And remember, all physical books also come with a digital copy as well. This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. You know you can always listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio and for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player. But you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad-free archive with montages, digital books, and a private RSS feed. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. Your support economically and energetically will keep us on air into the future. Thank you for your support. Hi, this is Laura. I'm from Las Vegas, and I listen to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable because he never fails to provide us with great information from various topics on which he's done extensive and thorough research to back him. Thank you for all that you do and all your hard work, Ryan, and thank you for sharing it with the rest of us. This is David Icke, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Why else would you show up with that thing on your back just three days before President Business is going to use the crackle to end the world? President Business is going to end the world? But he's such a good guy. And Octan, they make good stuff. Music, dairy products, coffee, TV shows, surveillance systems, all history books, voting machines... 
Wait a minute. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. Think about your hero when you're at ground zero and call out to the follow back to me. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of the secret teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. The music you are hearing is White Bat Audio. They allow us to use their music for our bumpers. That's White Bat Audio on YouTube. And what you are hearing right now is The Secret Teachings. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Secret Teachings airs Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, Monday through Thursday, and starting at 10.30 p.m. Pacific on Ground Zero dot radio. You can also find us on our website for free or anywhere else you listen to radio shows or podcasts. Subscribe to our archive to get access to the montages and my digital books. www.thesecretteachings.info Now, you might think that I'm being a little bit silly tonight. That I've taken a story and I've really drawn it out and beaten it to death. And maybe I have. Maybe I'm making too much of an issue or too much of a big deal about the purple M&M. I could be. Perhaps I am. Perhaps the people behind the purple M&M are good men and women and good trans people and they just want to feel as if the candy they're eating anthropomorphically identifies with them. Maybe that's all that it's about. But there are a lot of weird and strange and odd things that orbit around the Mars Corporation. For example, earlier last year, the Mars Corporation attempted to rebrand some of their M&Ms. They took the green M&M, that's always been this sexy female character, and they rebranded her. They took away her boots and they gave her sneakers and said, you don't have to be sexy anymore. You can just be a very background-type character that nobody really pays attention to. Now, these are candies, by the way. These aren't real people, obviously. (laughs) These are pieces of candy. But they've redesigned the green M&M. And what they've done to the green M&M is sort of what has been done to men and women in general. We always hear about a woman's role and gender norms. What you don't hear about is a man's role. Traditionally, a woman might cook the meat or cook the fish or clean the house or take care of the children. And that was because at the same time, simultaneously, the man was out getting the meat, getting the fish and providing for his family so that his kids had a place to live and something to eat and his wife and kids had somewhere to live. That conveniently gets left out of the equation. I've said this in my book, Liberty Shrugged, my new book that I just put out a few months ago. You can find it at thesecretteachings.info. That a woman's place in the kitchen 
a woman's place in the home, as has traditionally been the case. I don't care if you go get a job. Why, why, why you would want to work at a corporation, I, I don't know. But a woman's place in the home has been as common as a man's place in the legislature or a man's place in the battlefield. Now, I, I personally don't know many men who want to go off to war. I certainly don't know any women who want to go off to war. Is that a thing that as women you desire? You desire to go to war? You desire to be shot at? You desire to sleep for weeks in a trench? Is that something that women desire? Something that men just haven't figured out yet? Now, men traditionally go to war. Men traditionally provide. That doesn't mean in some matriarchal societies, not all Native American societies, but some, that doesn't mean that the women didn't have power and in some cases didn't get to make the decision on who went out to hunt, who went out to forage, who went out to collect resources, because in some Native cultures that was certainly the case. Doesn't matter if it's matriarchal, patriarchal, whatever the case is. At this current moment in time, you have virtually unlimited opportunity if you're an American, and you have virtually unlimited access to resources and information. You don't have to go to college to become successful. In fact, a lot of people that go to college don't become successful anymore. Times change. So for M&M and for the Mars Corporation, to take the boots away from the green M&M and say you can't be sexy anymore, you have to wear these sneakers and just sell candy. Because that's what this anthropomorphized green M&M character does, just sells candy. Used to be the green M&M would bring you in with a little bit of a laugh. Look at this sexy M&M. It's, it's ironic. It's a candy. It's not sexy. It's not hot. I mean, I'm sure some people are, some people are probably masturbating to candy. I, I would imagine that's a thing. That's a fetish. But, you know, generally it's a candy. It's a joke. It's ironic. And you maybe laugh at it and you go buy, you go buy some M&Ms. But no, the green candy can't do that anymore. So in other words, they're taking away the power of the female, which is exemplified by the green M&M, and telling the green M&M, you can't do that anymore. That You can't have that job anymore. You can't be sexy. You can't take care of the household. You can't take care of children. You need to leave your oppressive husband because he's part of the patriarchy and you need to just go sell candy. You need to just go be part of the workforce so that you can pay taxes to support the war in Ukraine. You can pay taxes to, well, money launder back into the pockets of corrupt politicians. You need to go work for a corporation run by people, men or women, that don't care about you rather than taking care of your home and your children for a man who does care about you. So that's what they've done to the green M&M. Now you'll notice they've done virtually nothing to the yellow M&M because the yellow M&M is basically like every sitcom from the past 50 years. It's just a dumb guy. Just a dumb, stupid guy. You've probably seen the M&M commercial at the movie theater. Secret agent M&Ms. The yellow M&M sits down at the bench and he slides the folder over and he says, the guy, this agent or something, FBI, CIA, whatever, and he says, this is your mission. And the M&M says, no, this is an envelope. That's just a stupid guy. It's a stupid guy. And that's okay. You know, 
He's just a stupid guy. We can make fun of men. We can degrade men. We can mock men. And men generally can take it. Not allowed to make fun of anybody else, though, anymore. We can make fun of men, though, because men have always been the defensive barrier against their wives and their children and their properties and their resources and all the things that they've acquired and protected from being carried off by foreigners and invaders and and all that. But we're not allowed to know that. We're not allowed to know that men have traditionally fought on the battlefield and been in the legislature and made the decisions because men were considered strong and physical and had to interact and sometimes had to fight with people and they protected their families. And if you take that away, then you get a very vulnerable female and a very vulnerable child or very vulnerable children. Now, you might think that's a sexist thing to suggest. Women can't take care of themselves. No, women can take care of themselves. Women can take care of themselves just as well as men can. That's not the point. The point is taking the idea of the man away or reducing him to the yellow M&M. I haven't mentioned the red M&M, have I? The red M&M is kind of angry and he's kind of the leader. And the M&M company and the Mars Corporation, they've decided to keep the red M&M, who exemplifies, according to Mars, the patriarchy, push him to the side. He doesn't matter. Even if you go to the Mars Corporation website, all the M&Ms are in a circle on the front page. M&Ms welcomes first new character in a decade. And the red M&M is conveniently covered in text, and you can barely see that he's even there. Kind of like that episode of SpongeBob when he was uh, he was in that commercial for the Krusty Krab, and he's, he stays up real late to watch it with Gary. And as they're watching it, like they just show, <laughs> and Mr. I think Mr. Krabs is talking. They just show like SpongeBob's like his his abdomen or something, just like just right, right like one little thin line of of his body while he's grilling the burgers. He's like, oh my god, there I am, Gary. Like you barely see him. Or in uh, uh, or they put <laughs> in Monsters Inc. They they get the um, I think it's like a magazine. There's like a company magazine, and I think the barcode or something is over. <laughs> Over Mike Wazowski's face. It's the same kind of thing. They just put the text over the red M&M. He doesn't matter. He's irrelevant. So then you got these other M&Ms, right? You got the blue M&M. The blue M&M is like, yeah, laid back, kind of chill. Doesn't really want to cause any problems, just hanging out. No big deal. And that's okay because that M&M is not a threat to anybody, right? The blue M&M isn't a threat. You're just chilling out. You know, maybe you're having a beer, watching the game. You know, you're not really, you're not really a threat to anybody. So the blue M&M, yeah, he can stay that way. He can do whatever, he can do whatever he wants. Because he's not really, he's not really a threat, right? Not really a threat. So then you get to the orange M&M. And the orange M&M, they've, they've recently changed the orange M&M is now an M&M that has anxiety. Again, it's a piece of candy. I don't know how it can have anxiety. But the orange M&M now has this crippling anxiety. And it, it just looks like it's unappetizing. Like even if I was going to buy M&Ms because of, because of the cartoon or because subconsciously I'm being manipulated to buy the product when I go to the movie. Like the orange M&M is the least funny, least ironic, least appealing thing. 
who who's going to buy an M&M because oh look the orange one is he's shaking in the corner I better go buy a bag that's not appealing to anybody I mean virtually everybody has some kind of depression some kind of anxiety some kind of stress some kind of worry does that appeal to you if you like M&Ms I'm serious does that appeal to you you know, again, the green M&M, when the green M&M was sexy and in front of a fireplace and selling you M&Ms, it was ironic. Nobody was actually turned on by the M&M, but it was ironic. It was it could be considered funny. You go buy the M&M. Nobody's buying the orange M&M or a bag of M&Ms because of the orange M&M. And what are they going to do with the commercials? Just he's he's at a therapist. Oh, I don't know if I fit in with the other M&Ms. Buy M&Ms. Nobody's going to buy that. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. Then you have the, the brown M&M. The brown M&M, kind of the same thing, kind of in the background, kind of like the, well, kind of like the red M&M. It kind of pushed the brown M&M, like the green M&M, to the background. The brown M&M can't really be, because she's the original milk chocolate, um, she's kind of like that, uh, I don't know what you would call it, because the M&M calls it, you know, she was the first, they call her Miss Brown, I guess they haven't done anything to her. And I, I don't know because they haven't said anything. Eminem hasn't said anything about this character because they haven't done anything because she's the original and she's a brown woman. Call her Miss Brown. So she's just cool. Don't worry about it. Got a black Eminem. Not even going to worry about it. Not even going to touch it. She's kind of just there. Now, that's weird to me because if Eminem's did care about inclusivity, wouldn't they just make like, I don't know, when they make the brown M&M, the original M&M, who is a, it's basically a black woman, wouldn't they make that M&M the spokes candy, like the frontal face of the M&M brand? <laughs> I mean, at least, you know, black folks, they represent 14% of the um, population. So what does the purple M&M represent? Depending on if you include gay people, which gay people are, more and more being disassociated from LGBTQ, he represents less than 5% of the population. It doesn't really make any sense, does it? Now again, as I began this segment, I said maybe I'm making too big of a deal out of this. But going through these M&Ms, green, red, yellow, brown, blue, orange, and purple, you see the cultural shift and certain political and social ideologies, certain philosophies that are being imposed on the silliest things possible, on anthropomorphized candies. And I'm not using that word because it's a big word and I sound smart. That's what they are. They're anthropomorphized candies that now have been overlaid with social justice initiatives, with Black Lives Matter ideology, and with whatever LGBTQ is anymore. And the purple M&M takes center stage. No wonder the brown M&M looks kind of upset. You know, once again, they've relegated the brown woman to the back of the M&M line. And that's exactly what you see on their website. They got rid of the man. They took the average person who's just normal, who might need to talk to somebody. They've made them totally crippled. The blue M&M... He's not a threat to anybody. They've domesticated in a completely new way the green M&M. 
And the yellow M&M is so stupid, he's also not a threat to anybody. And then the brown M&M is like, you look at it, this is their version of the characters. This is on their website. The brown M&M is kind of like upset. Like, what's going on here? Why is this trans M&M getting all the, the, the publicity? I'm the original M&M and I'm brown. And they're talking about inclusivity. No, Miss Brown, the original Eminem, is the most inclusive character that Eminem's has. But they've put her in the back of the Eminem bus because they don't give a damn about black people or Indian people. They have Indian kids on their website or Hispanic people or white people or people with mental disorders or people with anxiety or women, whether you work in the house or you work outside the house. They don't care about you, whether you want to lay in a lounge chair all day or if you want to have a really good paying job. They don't care about anything. Dumb people, smart people, gay people, straight people, people with a penis, people with a vagina, people with confusion over where they are. They don't care about any of that. I'd be curious to know if the Mars Corporation even cares about profit anymore, to be honest with you, because to appeal to such a small percent of the population and to make that your spokesperson You are doing what every other major corporation and virtually every sporting league as well is doing. That is appealing to people that don't even traditionally have any interest in your product or in what you're selling in general, sports, etc. That's not bad to reach out to those people, but to put all your money and to make the whole sport or the whole company about that particular group. You know, it's like when you go to a company like Target and you see that Target has invested a lot of money in the same kind of inclusivity stuff. And Target has a policy that you, I mean, I worked there. I know this was an older policy. I'm sure it's even worse now. You can literally just steal from the store. That's, that was literally their policy. I could have walked out the front door as an employee. I'd have got fired probably, but they wouldn't have done anything else to me. As an employee, I could have walked out the door with a PlayStation, a tablet. I was an electronics lead, so I had keys to everything. I could have walked out the door with freaking anything I wanted. And you know what the policy of Target was? They cannot touch you. And they will not call the police. Especially if you're brown. So I worked at a Target in St. Petersburg, Florida. Um, I forget. It was right off the the interstate. And we get people that would come in there. They would walk in the back of the store put a flat screen on a flatbed and they would walk out the front door and we couldn't do anything about it or we chose not to do anything about it. Same thing at the grocery store I worked at in Rochester. People would come in, they would pack a bag with all the expensive meats and seafood and they'd walk out the front door. And not only would the company refuse to do anything about it, but the people that worked at the company there were certain specific people in particular. Even when someone like myself said, I'm calling the police because they just robbed us. These people that work at the store said, no, you can't call the police. They're black. That is literally what happened. So the reason I bring this up is because you can basically steal from Target and there's no repercussions. Now, not every Target. I'm sure there are some Targets where the manager who runs the store or the the district manager in some states, are probably a lot more strict. But generally speaking, you can pretty much walk out the door with anything at Target. Walking out the door at Walmart is even harder now than Target. But guess what Target is doing? Target announced that because of all of that theft, they have lost 
hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. I think it's like half a billion just in the last the last cycle. I don't know if it's the last quarter or the last year. It's like half a billion dollars. That's a, that's a lot of money in loss. So Target is okay losing that kind of money. They didn't even want to pay me overtime for an hour, and yet they're okay losing half a billion dollars. Same thing with M&M. Is M&M really okay losing potential? Potential, we don't even know. Potential profit in the next quarter because of their inclusivity agenda? Then you find out. Companies like Target, they get that money kicked back to them by the big banks. And essentially, not that Klaus Schwab is paying it out of his own pocket, but basically by the World Economic Forum. They give these companies a subsidy to allow the rule of law to deteriorate beyond repair, to make things less safe, to make things more dangerous, to incentivize crime and to de-incentivize doing the right thing. So Mars probably isn't concerned about losing money because they'll just have that difference kicked back to them. If Mars lost 5%, 10% of the market by appealing to a small percentage of the market, that doesn't matter to Mars because Mars will just get a big check that makes up the difference. I'm saying that literally, symbolically, and figuratively, but largely li- uh, literally because that's what Target and that's what these other companies do. They just get the money kicked back to them. It's, it's, it's paid for to allow this kind of a thing to happen. Why do you think these companies do this anyway? Because they're, they're, there's some kind of benefit from it, whether it's financial or whether it is something that is more about you know the image. You can look really good if you have a trans M&M. You can look really good if you talk about the climate. You think the Mars Corporation that literally targets black and Hispanic children disproportionately with toxic food dyes, you think they care about the environment? You think they care about people at all, no matter what their skin color is? Look at what they've done to characters that are cartoons that are anthropomorphized M&Ms. They've done to them what is happening to society in general. They've stuck the brown M&M at the back of the M&M bus. The blue and yellow M&M aren't a threat to anybody because they're just like, chill out, man, and I don't know where I am. The red M&M, he's part of the patriarchy. He's too angry. So they just basically eliminate him from the promotion entirely. The orange M&M becomes this, basically the sidekick of the purple M&M because it's got anxiety and they can use it. They can shove it in your face. You don't like what we're doing? Look, anxiety, 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 mental illness, mental illness. Get that that M&M out of my face. Get the hell out of here. Get rid of that M&M. You think that makes me feel different because you shoved an anxiety, uh, an, an M&M with anxiety in my face? I want to tell you a quick story that kind of, I think, conceptualizes this, this whole M&M thing. You might have seen this on Facebook, just, a, just an example. You might have seen this on Facebook. I had um, made a post about a personal problem I was having here in my townhome complex where I live, where the studio is. What was happening was, there's a parking spot outside of my, uh, my garage. I live on the very end of the road. And I think I have like the only townhome. There's three parts to this development. I think I have the only townhome where my townhome extends beyond where opposite across the street where the other townhome is. So directly across from me, there is a townhome, but it's more so just like 
just dirt, rocks. There's like there's a tree there. So there's a parking spot there that, you know, technically you can park at between, I think it's like 6 a.m. and 9 p.m. or something like this. You can't park there overnight. And I don't really leave the house a lot. Uh, Hope leaves a lot more because she works outside the house. And recently her car uh, broke down. Uh, or she can drive it, but it doesn't, it's just not the power steering went out and she's going to have to get a new car and it's, you know, it's so much money to fix things or buy a new th- car. So, so we, we were trying to figure out what to do. And I started taking her to work and I've had issues before people parking out here and they've been blocking my driveway, uh, not because there's one car and I can kind of get by, but a lot of times they'll park two cars in front of my garage, like to the point where literally I can't there's no physical way for me to get my car out of my garage, whether I'm backing out or pulling out. And even her car would be impossible when they park two cars there. So long story short, whether it's two cars, one car, or in some cases, they'll just they'll park the cars there and in front of their garage. And the people that are doing this live next door to me. They have a garage that they don't park in. And there's parking spots not 30 yards away from their house that they could park in that are official parking spots. Yet they choose to park in front of my garage. So what I did was I put up signs. I said, please don't park in front of my garage. The sign said, don't park in front of my garage, comma, please. And I wrote up a little letter. And I went out to put it on the cars because there, there were cars double parked and I couldn't get out. And I had, to, I had to leave the house to go pick her up. And the wife comes out of the house at the same time totally coincidental and I and as I was putting I was putting the garage door up I I thought oh this is great the she's right here I'm just going to give her the letter and say can you please stop parking your car here again long story short she she lied to me and she said well we're not parking there I was like well your your car's literally parked here right now oh it's only been a few minutes we were unloading something I said no I got home at eight o'clock this morning before a little before eight o'clock your car was parked there and then when I barely got into my garage, you brought another car up and parked there that was parked in front of your, your garage before. So you got two cars parked there. I can't get out. I can't get in. So I gave the letter. She ends up later in the day crumbling it up and putting it back into my, my gate. And I assume her or somebody else in her household, my neighbor, they ripped down all the signs that said, don't park in front of my garage, please. They weren't passive aggressive. They were just common sense signs. Please don't park in front of my garage. So... Concluding the story, and long, long story short, I was driving home from dropping Hope off at work, and I get accosted by the neighbor and her husband, who I've never met before. We live here in this townhome. Everybody's got gates behind gates behind gates. We live here because you want privacy. I've never seen this guy. So he, he accosts me while I'm driving into the, the apartment complex, and he says, I need to talk to you. Instead of discussing the parking issue, Within 60 seconds, he says, you just like harassing women. That's what white people do. And I said, oh, so you're a racist and a sexist. And it shut him up and it made him convulse. And he started saying, shut up, shut up, shut up and call me names. And I said, well, let's just rather than making it about race and sex, let's talk about why you're parking in front of my garage. And that's what we need to do with these companies like Eminem. Don't tell me that you care about the environment or you care about brown people, when you set the brown M&M at the back of the line, when you make toxic poisonous candies, and when you feed them disproportionately to black and Hispanic children. 
And when I question that, don't throw the anxiety M&M in my face and be like, look, ooh, ooh, look, anxiety. Oh, look, look, we have an M&M that's trans. That's what people do when they can't debate, can't have a discussion. That's what they do when they're rabid. That's what they do when they're ideological zealots. That's what the Mars Corporation is. It's a little taste of that sweet, sweet poison. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There is a lot more after this. You don't want to miss the final segment tonight. Can an M&M identify as a Skittle? I don't know. You tell me. RDGable at Yahoo.com. We'll be back. It's 2023, the year of the rabbit, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on GroundZero.radio. Want to hear more of The Secret Teachings radio show? Search for the show on any radio or podcast player, or find links and a free archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you want to get rid of those annoying ads and get extra perks like access to the montage archive, digital copies of Ryan's books, and early access to the show, then subscribe to the full show archive at thesecretteachings.info. Visit the website and click the button that says subscribe. You can do so monthly, yearly, or through a one-time donation. Your support always keeps the secret teachings on the air. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. This is David John Knight from ReverseSpeech.com. You are listening to The Secret Teaching with Ron Gable. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. you've listened to the secret teachings before you know that i am always interested in a good symbol what a symbol represents what it implies etc often and i myself am guilty of this consciously i don't always think that a color is a symbol but colors are symbols colors can mean things that we don't otherwise think about like red and yellow are known in combination to induce hunger. Red is also a symbol of anger, symbol of love, or a symbol of passion. Blue is a symbol of calmness, you know, relaxation. Green can also be a symbol of calmness and relaxation. 
colors like yellow or colors like orange can be kind of symbols of caution, like at a stoplight or colors that kind of make you feel warm or maybe they make you feel a little bit heated or a little bit anxious, etc. So colors have a lot of meaning. That's the point. Now, when you look at these M&Ms, as we've been doing tonight, you see that the blue and the yellow M&M, the blue one is relaxed, the yellow one is kind of stupid. They're not a threat to anybody. The green M&M, a woman, kind of a sexy woman, they made the character, they've now said the green M&M can't be sexy anymore, can't be a woman So they've kind of pushed her off to the side. She gets to wear tennis shoes now and just sell candy. The red M&M, too angry, too patriarchal. So they basically, he's there, but they basically eliminated him. Even if you go to their website, he's under the text. You could barely even see the red M&M exists anymore. And the brown M&M that you would think is, because it's the original M&M, you think the brown M&M, because it's a woman as well, Miss Brown, basically a black woman M&M, you'd think that maybe that would be the spokes candy, the main spokes candy. But no, they've literally relegated the brown M&M to the very back of the line because that's what segregationists tend to do, and that's what they've done with the brown M&M. The orange M&M, of course, isn't really much of a threat to anybody either because the orange M&M has crippling anxiety, which affects so many people who are under the age of, well, I don't know what the age would be, 35 now. It's virtually everybody under 35 has crippling anxiety, stress, worry, just to the point of not being able to handle day-to-day life. And the purple M&M, purple M&M is in charge. Purple M&M, according to the Mars Corporation, is authentic. None of the other M&Ms are authentic. You're not authentic. The 90 plus 5% roughly of the consumer base they appeal to, they're not authentic. Just if you like what the purple M&M represents. Purple represents inclusivity according to the Mars Corporation. What does that mean? It just means everybody's included. I didn't know that people were not allowed to buy M&Ms of certain races or sexes or genders, etc. Didn't know that was a thing. I guess Mars has been discriminating against groups of people and not letting them buy M&Ms. They said, if you're queer, we don't want you buying our candy. I didn't know the M&M company or that the Mars Corporation was so sexist and genderist and racist and bigoted. I didn't know that. Did you? That's what they're admitting to. They're saying our other candies weren't inclusive. Our other candies weren't accepting our other candies were not well they're not the kind of things that make people feel safe Uh, they're not authentic but the new m&m is so we're going to be authentic now so you weren't authentic before that's what m&m is saying but when you consider what the purple m&m now is supposedly a, a symbol of you have to think about what the color purple actually means what the symbol of purple represents. Now, if you're a Christian, you'll know that purple is typically a symbol associated with Christ because purple is a color of royalty. You might have a church 
Even if you're not a Christian, you might have one in your neighborhood where you see they have the cross and they have the purple cloth draped over it. You might see paintings or depictions of that. A purple cloth, a purple robe represents royalty. It represents divinity. It represents power. Now, purple in general, even if you're not a Christian, someone actually on Facebook earlier today said that I was a uh, I was a super Christian. I don't know what that means, but I'm definitely not a Christian, and I'm certainly not an uber Christian. I don't don't know what that means, but it, if you're not a Christian, okay, purple is still a symbol in a lot of cultures of royalty in general. It's also a symbol of great wealth, and according to my symbol dictionary, purple is associated with all things glorious and splendid, as well as anything embedded in the human psyche. Uh, And that is in particular relationship to purple dyes and synthetic dye alternatives. So in my symbol book, they're actually talking about food dyes, which go back thousands of years, purple dyes in particular, and how these things are associated with the human psyche and things that are glorious and splendid. That's the association. I'll read you this little paragraph here in a second of what the what purple represents historically. So royalty, wealth, and anything glorious, anything splendid. In other words, the color purple implies a deeper meaning in regard to what it supposedly represents. Blue and yellow, again, not really a threat. Laid back, blue, kind of retarded yellow. Green's not a woman anymore. Green can't be a woman. Red is eliminated because he's a patriarchal psychopath. Orange just has anxiety, so he's kind of like the the little pet of the purple Eminem who's now in charge. And once again, the black Eminem, the brown lady, Miss Brown, she gets pushed to the back of the Eminem line, the Eminem bus. She gets eliminated in a different way. She gets segregated. Kind of like Aunt Jemima. That's what the Mars Corporation is doing. That's who these people really are. They're sadistic. They're masochistic. They're psychotic. They're disturbed. They're grotesque expressions of the most disgusting and bigoted, the most degrading and evil parts of the human experience. That's who these Mars people are. And they're just one of a number of companies that do the exact same thing in the name of inclusivity and peace and acceptance. When a company says, oh, um, this new candy is, is, is now inclusive and authentic. You mean that none of your other candies were inclusive or authentic? You were discriminating against people? You should be boycotted but it's appealing to the yellow M&M, which is the most, well, it's the slowest and probably the, the lowest common denominator in the population. Oh, look, they're inclusive now. Can I get some M&Ms? Oh, my God, they're, they're finally authentic. They weren't authentic for years and years and years. Now they're authentic, yeah. Here's what my symbol book says about purple. This is, just, this is the symbol book I always use. Purple or indigo is the color associated with the sixth chakra. 
Since it was first discovered, purple has been the color of choice to denote wealth and power. Emperors, kings, and the more powerful members of the clergy, such as bishops, choose the color as a way of defining their status. Kind of like the purple m M&M, it's all about status, image. This is because the dye of the, not just the purple m M&M, but going back hundreds, going back thousands of years, the dye itself was originally available from one source and one source only, the secretions of a certain gland of a sea snail. Purple, therefore, was very costly to produce and only the color of those who could afford it. The dye itself was even more expensive than gold. The most popular shade of the color is called Tyrian purple. Hercules' dog, which had a prediction, uh, predilection, excuse me, for snacking on the sail, uh, snails that he found along the seashore, is credited with having discovered the dye after his owner noticed the purple standing around his mouth. In the Minoan theory of how purple was discovered, in the Minoan theory, uh, the purple dye has been around for at least 3,500 years, and therefore, because of its history and its profound antiquity, it's associated with all things glorious and splendid. Things that are embedded in the human psyche. So wealth and royalty, and of course, because of the difficulty of acquiring it and the cost, it was more expensive than gold. Purple as a color, these are the reasons it's associated with royalty and all things glorious and splendid. Your king, your queen, your emperor, your pope, your bishop, etc., and it was a status symbol for these powerful people. In other words, it was a virtue signal. A status virtue signal, if you will. A status signal for the wealthy and the powerful, for the political and for the religious. And today it maintains that position as a virtue signal, which is a modern form of status symbol. That's what the purple represents. Furthermore, as a symbol of royalty and wealth and anything glorious, it's a glorification of the virtue. It's a glorification of the ideology. It's a glorification and an association that anything under the title of purple, under the color of purple, is splendid and beautiful and wonderful. Well, that's the glitter, and the love bombing that you get in the cult that is LGBTQ that is particularly geared toward children. And furthermore, speaking of children, according to the Rudd Report, R-U-D-D, from the Rudd Center at the University of Connecticut and the Council on Black Health, Reimagining Black Health, and the Salud America, S-A-L-U-D, the Rudd Report found that U.S. food companies disproportionately target black and Hispanic consumers with marketing for high-calorie, low-nutrient products, including candy, sugar drinks, uh, sugary drinks, snacks, and fast food. Billions of dollars spent on this targeted marketing exacerbates inequities in poor diet and diet-related diseases in communities of color, including heart disease, obesity, and diabetes. Candy, gum, mints, sugar drinks, snacks, cereal, you name it. 
represented three-quarters of Spanish language and black-targeted TV ad spending in 2021, up from approximately one-half in 2017. That means that three out of four dollars is spent on manipulating, on targeting, on scoping out black and Hispanic children to purchase these products. We did a show recently called An Obese of the Puzzle, or Another Obese of the Puzzle. And we looked at how black and Hispanic children are disproportionately affected by obesity. That's because of culture and diet. It's not because of minorities or racism. Because when you look at Asians, Asians are the least affected by it. It's a cultural thing. And we know that because we're told that Asians are disproportionately now attacked in New York and they're discriminated against. But Asians don't have the same dietary problems. They don't have the same cultural traditions and therefore they are not as obese. And by the way, for for the record, white people are, kids and adults are right up there. Half of all black people are obese and 43% of all white people are obese. You can play with the metrics, whatever. I mean, it's, it's every, everybody's affected by it. Likewise, I mean, everybody's affected by police brutality when it actually happens. So companies like Mars, Hershey's, Dr. Pepper, Red Bull, Mondela's, you name it. Some companies have scaled back advertising in general. Other companies have put more money into advertising to these particular groups. Coca-Cola and Pepsi are the worst for targeting multicultural youth and communities of color. Ethnically targeted marketing campaigns, according to the Red Report, almost exclusively promoted unhealthy products. So purple makes poor health and promiscuous lifestyles and mental illness and confusion glorious and splendid. You can be a king, you can be a queen, you can be an emperor, you can be a bishop or a pope. You can be in charge of your own life, make your own decisions because YOLO, you only live once. That's a thing in black communities too. You're a king, you're a queen, right? That's what the purple represents. Meanwhile, Miss Brown, the original M&M here in this anthropomorphized character wheel, um... She doesn't get to talk anymore because she's brown and she's outdated and she's a woman. So the Mars Corporation shows you who they really are. Racists, sexists, and bigots. And they push her to the back of the line, whether that's like Rosa Parks or that's like the famous Plessy versus Ferguson case. Maybe Miss Brown should sue the Mars Corporation for discrimination. Because that's what they're doing with that character. To be honest with you, when I set up tonight's show about the orange and purple M&M, I forgot there was even a brown M&M. Because they've relegated her to the back of the M&M bus. That's what these people do. And then they try to sell you the idea that discrimination and racism and sexism and all these things, where they do exist, is not a byproduct of their ideology, but it's what you are when you refuse to accept the actual bigotry. 
they reverse it and turn it on you and mirror what they do and what they are and who they are and what they believe, and they put that on you. So purple is a symbol of royalty, wealth, and anything glorious. And all those things associated with it include the idea that you're a king, you're a queen, you're an emperor, you're a pope, you're a whatever. And even though you're not doing anything with your life, you're still powerful. You know, you're a powerful woman, you're a powerful queer, a powerful trans person, a powerful this, a powerful that. But if you're a man and straight, you can't be powerful because you're the reason there's so many problems in the world, right? Just like, you know, my neighbor. When I asked them to stop parking in front of my garage because I couldn't get out, my neighbor said that I just want to harass women and that's what white people do. And I have a recording of that and then they denied that they said it. And then his son got in my face and told me his dad can't be racist. That's reverse racism and that is not something that exists. And I said, no, and I have this recorded too. It's not reverse racism. It's just racism. It is looking at my skin color and judging me. You're a racist by definition. And he says, oh, I don't want to bring about politics. But it's not about politics. It's about the actual definition of the word. This is what the Mars Corporation is really about. And when you get down to the core of this, it makes me want to smash something. Because these are the people that make these decisions. These are the people that are making the world less inclusive less happy, and less colorful. And I don't think there could be a better example of that than Skittles. You know Skittles? I actually saw a pack of these. This was back in uh, mid-2020. I remember I went to the store and I saw this big display of Skittles. And they were all gray. Right? And the gray Skittles, which I thought, you know, I thought... uh, I. I thought this has to be some kind of promotional thing. Gray Skittles, okay, well, it's obvious it's a promotional. Let me go over and read it. I go over and read it, and it's supposedly for pride. They're pride packs. Okay, so i trying to understand what the angle here is, and it basically is this. Skittles announced that Pride Month back in 2020 was a time to give up its signature rainbow by removing the iconic, colorful branding to celebrate the LGBT community and highlight that during Pride, only hashtag one rainbow matters. So for the first time in the U.S., the brand released limited edition Skittle Pride packs, which will feature a colorless design with colorless candies inside. couple things here. I understand the concept of saying, oh, the only rainbow that matters is not our rainbow, it's the LGBTQ rainbow. Although I hate marketing, I think that the Skittles uh, company, and they're also owned by Mars, I think that they made a big mistake here. They should have said, rather than let's get rid of the rainbow for Pride Month, we celebrate Pride Month every month. That would have been a better way to market a product that always uses the rainbow. That's just my opinion, of course. But when Skittles decided to draw the color out of their candies... This left you with these gray blobs. Now, at that point, if you were going to eat candy, Skittles probably weren't as toxic or poisonous when they didn't have colors than when they typically have colors. So when they do the Pride Month, Skittles are probably one of the healthier candies to eat at that point because they don't have all the food dyes. 
which is, again, part of this irony. You could have just left it rainbow all the time, and then we're always advertising, we're always marketing to LGBTQ. But to draw the color out of it, you know, that's, that's, what, that's what they're doing with everything. Drawing the life out of everything, drawing the color out of everything, drawing logic and reasoning and facts out of everything. So everything becomes inverted. Everything turns upside down. Everybody is confused. Their wires are crossed. They don't know what to do. That retards people. That makes people give up and not care. That gives people anxiety. That drives people into little tiny boxes or it makes people angry. These are all identifying features of M&Ms. And when people are in this state of emotion, this state of trying to figure out what's happening, this is when dangerous leaders step up and say, we're going to solve all these problems and we're going to do it aggressively and immediately. And as George Carlin said, when fascism comes to America, it's not going to come in jackboots looking like the Gestapo. It's going to come with smiley face t-shirts. And we can expand on that. It's going to come with glitter families and rainbows and drag queen story time and little kids dancing around half naked in front of other half naked men with boners. It's going to come with the life sucked out of everything. No jokes, no comedy, no conversation, no communication, no handshaking, no dating, no games, no anything. Stay in your house, cover your face, take your medicine, and shut up. And the only thing in life that you get, that you can savor as an individual, is maybe a little bit of candy. But you can't even enjoy that because the candy is also racially motivated, sexually motivated, motivated by gender, etc. Where they've literally segregated the brown M&M, domesticated the green M&M, turned all three of the, or four of the men, three of the main men, into people with anxiety, people who don't care, that have become totally lost in their own brain, people that are mentally ill or people that are so angry nobody cares anymore. They're the angry white fascists. They're just red with rage, right? The white nationalist. They're all just, eh, don't pay attention to them. So what do we do? Well, a new leader steps up with glitter and rainbows and Hello Kitty and My Little Pony poop emojis and smiley faces and rainbows and unicorns and pizza slices and donuts and says, I'm here because I'm spreading inclusivity. I'm here because I'm real. I'm a real candy. I'm authentic. None of you other candies are authentic or real. I'm the real candy. I'm in charge now. Funny, they let the purple M&M keep the boots. The green M&M can't have the boots, though. You paint those boots black, and you've got the ideology, symbolically, of what the Mars Corporation believes. And that purple M&M can hide behind smiley faces. That purple M&M can hide behind gender and sex and mental health. It can hide behind emotions. 
But at the end of the day, when all is said and done, what the candy boils down to is that is a fascist M&M that wants to tell you how to think and how to act, how to behave, and where your place is, whether you're a man, a woman, or as some of you probably have noticed, even if you're gay, and even if you've had use of the rainbow as a symbol of how prideful you are of your sexuality or your gender, etc., that doesn't matter anymore because don't you know that there are no sexes? You can't even be gay because male and male don't exist. This little tiny candy is the jack-booted Gestapo. It is the brown shirt. It is the red guard. It is the tyranny that has brought on a decaying society that has been demoralized and degraded and driven into subservience. This purple candy is the vision of the future. It is the white jackboot with glitter and unicorns stomping on the face of humanity forever. Or just candy. And you should just enjoy it. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Thank you so much for tuning in to tonight's broadcast. I really appreciate it. No matter when or where you're listening to the free archives, Ground Zero Radio, thesecretteachings.info, please continue to listen to the show in the free archive because we get paid for that. and It doesn't cost you anything. If you want to get rid of those advertisements, though, please subscribe on the website. You can also buy my book, Liberty Shrugged, or Food Philosophy, which tells you all about food colorings, or perhaps you'd like to grab a copy of Occult Arcana, or the Technological Elixir. You can do that all on the website. When you buy a physical book, you also get the digital copy as well. If you'd like to contact the show, rdgable at yahoo.com, tstradio at protonmail.com. Those are the two emails. Tomorrow night, I'm not sure what we're going to talk about, so it'll kind of be up in the air, out in the open. Stay tuned to Facebook and Twitter to see what the show will be about tomorrow. But we will be here, as always. Tomorrow's show, though, starts at 10.30 p.m. Pacific after the Ground Zero after show, groundzero.radio. As always, stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. Don't be afraid, be informed. We will talk to you on the next broadcast. Can an M&M identify as a Skittle? Probably. And the peanut M&M can identify as not having a peanut you know, they, they can pretty much do whatever they want to do unless you're the brown M&M because the brown M&M woman, just like in Rosa Parks in the bus, just like Plessy versus Ferguson, the brown M&M has to stay at the back of the M&M bus because, well, she doesn't get to speak. It's the people that run the Mars Corporation, they want you to do what they want you to do when they want you to do it to not ask questions, and to just think it's all fun and games as they eliminate archetypes, they eliminate the power of the male and the female, and they replace it with something akin to alien machine-like intelligence with big white jackboots to stomp on your face with glitter forever and ever. <laughs>
We'll talk to you tomorrow night.